0: You're listening to High High Radio Radio Radio. with Miss Abba. Hi.
1: Uh, Here is the place where we share success stories from Africans one by one. Every week, I make sure that I interview entrepreneurs professionals from africa and the diaspora and how they can help us achieve a success now i mentioned that today's theme or today's topic is making money moves and i made sure that i invited two females that are making money moves in their own way that have their way by using their creative sense or the creative talents to make money, and also, you know, represent Africa. Uh, First and foremost, I have a lady who has a contemporary fashion brand. Later on, we're also going to talk to a DJ and owner of a fashion brand called Label Socks. That is quite different, and how she does it, we're going to find out later on. But first, we have a chat with a special guest I have on here on the show. She is from uh, Cameroonian descent. Representing West Africa, yes, she is, and she is um, making her mark as a designer. Gradually taking the time out to book success for herself, how she does it, and what she went through and what she's still going through to get this place. She came all over at the show to come and talk to us about that, and that is Mary Tatal. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. Oh, that's good. Um, thank you for coming all the way. And being sure to come on the show to share your story uh, as regards to African fashion. How was your day?
0: Um uh, my day is quite okay.
1: Quite okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were your activities?
0: Um, literally, I had to attend to some clients, and I wow. um, also had to make some outfits because I have a video should come in on Monday, mm-hmm. so I was kind of busy with that as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A video shoot of your own?
0: Oh no no no! I am uh, <laughs> working with someone, and they called me like, you know, I'm doing this project, and we think you're perfect for it. So I'm like, oh okay.
1: Oh yeah. So you took that on, and you was like, you know what? Let me spend my Sunday
0: <laughs> morning just you know working towards that project for Monday. To
1: work for that, yeah. I I totally get it. <laughs> so were you able to rest or something? Or
0: no, because <laughs> I had at a all. show last night, in also in Amsterdam. And I came, I was home around like 11 to 12, and I had to wake up this morning around 8, so.
1: okay. Yeah. So it's been full force. Back to Work back. mode, everything. <laughs> I hope you do get to rest tomorrow, because we're, we're going soon to the Christmas
0: days. <laughs> you probably would like to have some time out, right? Um, I was planning to travel out of Holland. Yeah. But I just, like yesterday I spoke with a CEO of Black Fashion Week. Turns out I'm just going to. Keep working, cause I just accepted something else. <laughs> Black Fashion
1: Week. That is yeah. the
0: annual Fashion Week in Paris. Um, no, it's like more. This a new one in Holland. So, is it? Yeah. So sort the of organizing Black Fashion Week for Black designers and talents. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you're preparing for that one. It's a serious preparation.
0: It's something really serious. Yeah yeah
1: that is good that is good so <laughs> yeah. you know you have had a lovely sunday uh, i know our listeners uh, would like would like to know more uh about you because uh, they look at you you have a flashy eyeshadow uh, you have a flashy eyeshadow on at the moment yeah. and um so tell us a little bit about yourself
0: um that's a lot but i'm gonna just have a little Short um sort of bio about me. I am my name is Mary Tato and um I'm from Cameroon. I've been here for ten to twelve years now. I studied here as well. Mm-hmm. I did fashion and design in uh Hague. Yeah. yeah. And after school, I got my diploma and I just started out on my own. So I mean I went to Hochschule uh, twice and I, it wasn't for me. So I just. I'm like, you know what? I know what I want, and this is not it. You needed so, a more practical uh, Um, It was school. more like my heart was already in fashion. So when I did different studies by the actual show, I did small business and retail management, and I did not like it at all. So mm. I stopped school. I had to have a conversation with my mom like, listen, I know that you want me to be in a certain you know, category, have a certain level of education yeah. to better my life. But if, to be honest, I know what I want from my life, and this is what I want is my company, is being creative. So yeah. we had to come to an agreement that was not just going to be creative.
1: So you knew uh, at one point that you wanted to do something else? I uh, knew yeah, this was it. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> yeah. at what point was it? Because um, were you born and bred here? How did that go?
0: No, I was born in Cameroon. I just came here when I was 14, 15. Then I came to Holland. I, I did had, um. Like a takeover fashion when I was small, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't really like, you know, broad. But when I came to Europe, I did my school and then I had my teachers because whenever I went to school, I had always like, you know, change of style, clothes and shoes or whatever. Yeah. So my teachers were like, yeah, you should go to a fashion school. And I'm like, hmm, I do like fashion. Okay, let's see. So when I went to a fashion school, turns out there was this like past, this past self of me that was into creativity. Mm -hmm. It just came out in one place. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, wow, this is something that I've maybe always wanted to do low key, but never really had to express it because in Africa, let's be honest, there's no fashion school whatsoever.
1: Yeah.
0: Or anybody even asking you to do fashion, you know, Giving mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, the standards on how the level they put you on. So when I had the opportunity to actually go to a creative school where I could exercise what I loved, it all just came out to me. That's when it started. That is when I just embraced everything and I was really good at it. I was really um I learned faster. My teachers always gave me that like you really are fast, you learn quick and all that. It was just fashion as well. It was that. It was just fashion. I loved it. Okay. <laughs> Still love it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So so how long did that take? How was your experience?
0: Um it took me normally my studies for four years. But in the second third year in my studies, I started getting like so much um that my name was out there. So getting like calls and shows. Even my teachers at school would call me for a show out of school. Yeah. Cause they were so impressed with my work. And so I got connected to this sh- uh, show in London. It wasn't um, a TV show for our young African designers that was supposed to air. <laughs> mm-hmm. So in the cause of like, I had to finish school, but the thing is I had one year and uh, one more year, but I was, you know, I wanted to do this show. So every day. I would go to school, but then on a Thursday, I would travel to London and I would skip Friday. Yeah. So I would like, you know, go to school Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I travel to London to shoot like maybe first season or like first episode or whatever of that show. Yeah. Come back on Sunday, Monday, go back to school on Friday. I leave school. And I go to London to shoot the second episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then my teachers were like, you missed a lot of Fridays. So, um, I mean, I had all my scores to round up the year and they were like, we, we know you have enough scores. But we personally think that you should do one year again because you missed a lot. lot. So I had to do five years now and uh, overall the experience was amazing. My teachers were really helpful and I'm so happy. I was, you know, get to do the fashion at that school particularly because it's amazing. Okay, so you were
1: able to pull through and <laughs> get it together. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: So that is fashion school.
1: Tell us a little bit about your um, cultural background. I know you're Cameroonian. Yep. Um, how was it like growing up as a Cameroonian? <sighs> Where are your parents from? Uh,
0: Let's start with that. <laughs> I had a really, really rough um, childhood, really rough. like. Um, if I tell people how I grew up when I was a kid, I, I literally would start crying because it was really tough. I had, um, I, my father, my father, my father, my father was a uh, was a rich guy
1: mm-hmm.
0: when he got married to my mom. So, and that was like, I'm the last child of my mom's. And that was like five years And my mom divorced my dad. And I went from living in a house at that time in Africa where it's all ties and we have like, um water coming out there because in africa normally if you have that kind of house with water coming out <laughs> yeah means you know you're loaded like it's, yeah. yeah exactly so i went from that to the village real quick because you know my father's second wife to be didn't want us there so it was like from reaches to sand literally walking with shoes and walking without shoes and that happened for a long time I didn't really get to be, I didn't have a dad at one point. I was like, okay, my mom traveled to Holland to try to make a living, but my dad was just never there. So I grew up with just my grandmom. Mm-hmm. It was really difficult. And then my dad passed away and that went even worse.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs>
0: yeah, because I was, I, was, I was a child and growing up without a mom and without a dad, it really took me to places i really wish i didn't go but i'm so grateful i did go there because it really shaped me today so it was all sad and whatever stories living with uncles and aunts that really literally treat you like shit, you know like Got nothing it. to being who i am today because i feel like i'm so thankful to god i'm so blessed that i didn't leave let all the hatred and all this negativity shape who i am instead i'm like working so hard to be the opposite of what was given to me yeah in exchange i'm just giving love i'm like i'm not gonna be that angry i'm not gonna manifest what you manifest on me i hear you yeah definitely (laughs) so yeah it really made me a different person now and i'm very happy got it
1: yeah so it helped you establish your own person and everything and everything right yeah um so Okay, you've done fashion school, yeah. Uh, started your fashion brand. Um, How did that come about? What was the road to starting your fashion brand?
0: Uh, When I started school, my very first year already was interesting. I was already interested in having a fashion brand. My very, very first year, I already had a collection put out. I was the first student in that school that ever had a collection in their first year. So it was quite impressive. My teachers were like, okay, wow, this is amazing. And I'm like, yeah, I should pursue a career towards this. But again, it's my first year, and you know, I was naive. I like what I did, yeah. But then, uh, MA Designs was born in the second year, and that was like before it was <laughs> funny thing. Before Mathcuti became Mathcuti, it was once MA Designs. That was when obviously you evolve. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, name keeps changing. yeah. Yeah. So after the second year, MA Designs was born. I keep having people be interested. And everything I mean I was still at school So I was pretty much still grounded I couldn't really do much stuff Got it And But then The third year You know Things got serious I got contacted I got shows in London Fourth year Um that I was gonna run up everything I go I started getting like Magazine Futures In Nigeria Even the one in Holland That you could buy At the advertising stand It was crazy Yeah It just blew up It was not 14, it was like my prime time Basically 2014 <laughs> Yeah that is amazing. I was basically in almost I was in a magazine in Egypt. that was really funny. I was even featured in the magazine in egypt and so it kind of blew up and then I have a friend that told me, uh you know what now you're getting international attention. we need a name to build that up yeah, so we sat down and <laughs> she's like, so what do you want your brand to be called so we had a little brainstorming. MA design wasn't really representing that much now international people are putting an eye on you, so we need a name that's gonna take carry that what you do on so that's that's where it Math was born actually that is where it started that's where it started and, and which <laughs> period was this and that was two fourteen mm-hmm. entry in two fifteen but it was mainly two fourteen yeah
1: two fourteen okay. yeah
0: right that was the start of your business <laughs> that was the start of my name yeah pretty much <laughs> i wasn't I wouldn't really say I was in by then I was too uh more passionate than business related I was more you know into liking to be creative creative and everything but I wasn't really selling as much got it yeah it was more like oh this is nice let's dress this artist or let's travel here or, let's do shows there. it wasn't really like oh how can we get money and use all this creativity to turn it into money <laughs> yeah, that's the starting phase yeah exactly got it yeah so that went on for two to three years um until i i think last year i i was like you know what i've been lingering around and everything and i, I went i was low key for two years by the way i had an issue and uh, my parents uh, had this issue and i had to move out real quick So everything was just too much for me. So I just stayed low for two years, did nothing. People actually forgot who my faculty was. Like, I'm like, okay, cool.
1: That happened. Yeah, Yeah. that
0: happened. So I was low for two years, working on myself, working on my grind, working on my mental state because I understood that my creativity was connected to my being because it it was something passionate I wanted to do. So it came right inside of me. So if as a person I'm not okay, my creativity literally suffers. Because I put more passion and love inside what I do. Obviously, yeah. So I had to, like, take two years of, like, just stay down, work on my interior, like, you know, my mind piece, my, like, my whole thought and my whole situation had to come to one Yeah. before, like, you know, I lock it fine. So after two years passed, nobody heard anything from me. I got photographers, like, so are you still busy? Like, are yeah. you planning on coming back? I'm like, mm, I don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got people, like yo what's up like mm-hmm. people are, like forgetting you i'm like it's cool i just trust me once it's right it's gonna come back so after two years i had a collection made that was sponsored by the photographer that I really believed in me he was like you know what and i'm like you know what i want i like the fact that i want to be creative again but i really have no cash he's like you know what his name is vim vim van der stelt like god bless you this man is like you know what i like that you're creative And I know your time right now, is kind of like you're down and everything, but I will help you because I know that you are creative and I believe in you. Yeah. And this guy puts money down. He's like, you know what? Bring us a collection. It was amazing. That's how I started coming back in the scene. Okay. (laughs) That was your comeback. Yeah. That's when (laughs) I like, you know, he shot it. We did amazing shots. I have, because I have so much models contacts and some of them remember me. So when I put out like, you know, any models, I got responses. I'm like. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, the thing is, it actually flaunted because when I came back, I had a magazine future in mm-hmm. Holland, but it wasn't as much, didn't make a more, as much noise as it would have been to 14 to 15. Yeah, so I was like, "Ooh, okay, maybe now you need to walk up to that standard that you used to be, and even more. Got so, it. yeah, and so I started trying to get back into the scene, did more stuff again, and then I finally registered my company and to be. I'm like, you know what? It's for us to get back to where we used to be, but then even greater. We have to put 100% mirror into this. So what I did was I quit my job, I registered my company, and now I'm a business owner. And that's uh, it. And that's it. So now I'm just working 24 hours on my company (laughs) and just trying to make it happen. (laughs) Got it. Got it. Yeah. Well, in a bit, we're
1: going to talk about what you fuse keeping your business going. And uh, your challenges are, and obviously your collection, people Mm. would uh, definitely, I know people are listening, but if they could hear how it sounds and be able to find you somewhere, they could uh, be able to connect with you and also find out how they could get some designs from your couture brand. Uh, But first we're going to listen to a song. Uh, and then we're going to be right back. And that goes uh, money uh, and moves within that context. I make sure that I invite the people that have been able to start from scratch and make some money while using their creative talents. Uh, I am still uh, conversing with uh, Mary Tatao, uh, who is uh, the founder or CEO of MAF Couture. And, um, she, She, while she is in charge and running her own fashion and brand. She just explained to us that she had her challenges, had her period where she didn't have any money, but she had a good person, a photographer that invested into her to start her first collection, uh, while promoting it right. And while getting the network that she had, she has been able to establish her business, quit her job and really work out to make this a success. MAF Couture is a born well-to-do business so tell us a little bit about your uh, fashion for those that are listening uh while on their way um what what is what does it look like what does it feel what does it represent
0: tell us a bit about that Mm -hmm. this is the best part about my job telling people what my brand is all about uh math couture stands for modern african fashionable couture um math couture it has to do with the fact that um people what this is my personal um idea people deserve to you know dress their best and colorful wise as well because my inspiration is from africa and everything but my intention with math couture is definitely to make couture pieces that are more than enough to be worn daily like for example when you have you go to museums or you look at valentino or whatever when they have your couture pieces you likely will wear them once in a lifetime and not mm-hmm. really do anything again with it. Basically, mm-hmm. just keep them in the closet till you pass it on. So, Math Couture, what we do is break these boundaries. Like, we still give you, bring you the best of like couture like styles, but then in a modern way that you can continuously enjoy them. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. But then we do this with like, you know, Africa inspired and all that. So yeah, that's what mafkatur actually is.
1: So who would be able to um, to wear mafkatur? Who who is she? What does she represent? Is it also for men?
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> the Mav Couture is for everyone. Um, the thing I've the, I've had and I well I've I've been treated a certain way with brands how they only wanted to reach certain people you know rich people and whatever it's all cool everybody have their uh, like we say in Dutch do group, but I, might, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So my target audience is literally everyone. I want everyone to feel like a queen and like a king. I feel like, in fact, I believe that everyone rich or poor deserve to look amazing. So math Couture is basically for every woman, every shape or size in every uh, money base. Doesn't matter what kind of job you do. I, my goal is to make sure that everyone has a chance to look amazing. Definitely. And there is also for men, I'm working towards a concept called math men, modern African fashion men. So, um, that's also, I wasn't supposed to say this. It's like a (laughs) secret project. You gave us a
1: teaser (laughs) of what's to come.
0: Yeah. So, (laughs) It's a teaser, guys. Math Men is coming to you pretty soon. A <laughs> line and collection just for men. We also want our brothers to feel like an amazing king. Because now we still make stuff for men, but it's just for others. Not really a collection like I do with women. Yeah. But definitely the collection is coming for men. Definitely. For men as well. And I've yeah. also saw you uh, designing for kids. Yeah, I do. Exactly. Like Like I said, it's for everyone. So any... A person that wants something for your children or for your wedding or for your birthday, whatever celebration. I'm your girl. Okay.
1: Yeah. So when it comes to your fashion sense, how can people find you, locate you? How does it work? You have your collection. I'm sure people ask you, well, do you also make something custom made?
0: Yeah. Or where can I find your shop? All of these <laughs> questions. How yeah. does that work? Um, uh, you can find me the, 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 most important medium right now that I advise people to reach me is through my Facebook page mm-hmm. because I engage uh quite quickly with my audience there. Also, my Instagram, mathcouture underscore. My Facebook page is mathcouture. Uh, you can just Google mathcouture. I have a lot of stuff up in there, blogs and uh, Pinterest and all that. And, um, yeah, they can find me there. And I get contacted everywhere. I have clients <laughs> They're contacting me through email, through Pinterest. Just they contact me mostly everywhere. Facebook as well, Instagram. It's um it's quite it. amazing yeah
1: so they contact you from everywhere and that's what from people everywhere. can do and
0: yeah so whatever platform that you feel comfortable on just contact me and i definitely will respond and they can find
1: you they can find me online and things so do you also have an online shop or something like that
0: yeah i have an online shop mathcouture.store it's really simple it's mm-hmm. just a store where i put out things that i make handmade pieces custom made pieces mm-hmm. and if you have a certain wish of a certain piece that you see and you like, you can always message me through that medium and we will definitely work something out.
1: Okay, yeah. so like what is um, what is the price range? Because I know people ask like price range, let's <laughs> say they have a party going on, they have like a dress they want to make, yeah. how does that go?
0: Um, my price range is quite different, but it starts from, let's just say, uh, from 50 to seven, like start from 50. Some starts from 70. Yeah. Like I have the, I do things in three, in three ways. I'm going to explain this. I, uh, the first category is where some people come to my house. Like I have clients that come to my house. Mm-hmm. We sit down and we just like, we have a whole meeting about what they want to wear, what the occasion is and all that. And I design something for them. So that's category one. And you have the other second category that comes with already an idea. Like, okay, this is what I want to do. And don't change anything. is precisely what I want. And we also do that. And we also do like what if I have a collection put out and somebody is interested in the collection. They also just come by and we do a fitting and they buy them. So with that three category, the price ranges are quite different though.
1: Understand. So, but
0: there's something for everyone actually.
1: Something in, it for everybody. Something in it for everybody. That's so cool. Definitely. Well, we're almost wrapping up our interview with uh, Mary Tatao. Uh, I just want to give a few shout outs to people that are listening uh, right now. Shout out to Patrice McRich. McRich, sorry. Patrice, thank you for tuning in every time. You said I'm back. All love to you. Uh, Cheryl King, thank you for tuning in. Zoe Von Vivian. Thank you for tuning in. And if you have the last question to ask, Mary, you can definitely ask. We're just going to listen to our song and then we're wrapping it up so that you can find um, Muff Couture online and make sure you get your latest African fabulous outfit. And um, let's just say that we'll be right back to you. With our conversation of the founder of um, Muff Couture, which is a Dutch Cameroonian fashion designer who is doing very well in introducing African contemporary fashion to the mainstream, to the world, and custom making it for people, whether you're African, whether you're non-African, and you want to have that royal feel. Now make sure that you find out who she is. For those of you who might not be familiar with her collection, this is one that you should definitely get to know. Uh, I've dropped her Instagram link and also her online store in the comment box on Facebook. Um, now, first and foremost, Mary, do you have any last words for people that, or ladies, male that also are African and would like to start their fashion brand? What piece of advice would you give them?
0: Um, I would like to say to all my African queens and kings that are want to start fashion or into it already. Uh, first of all, you need to like go perfect your art like i understand there's a certain passion of creativity that you know urges in you and you feel like oh i can of want to do this but in the long run you're gonna need also the knowledge to like get to do more so you need to like you know follow you don't need to go to school for five years mm-hmm. you can follow a study even in course online course yeah. Yeah, you know whatever you want to just to gain more knowledge and insight and technique because what i see uh with fashion brands Everyone just wakes up and be like, I want to start a fashion brand. And started an you got, Instagram page. E- exactly. You got bloggers that yeah. just wake up one day, I want to be a fashion brand. You've got musicians that want to be a fashion brand and all that. It's all cool and everything. But when I look at what they produce, it, it's, it looks all the same. There's no really technique being executed because they didn't have the, the right mentoring yeah. or knowledge to execute a certain technique that is original. There's no originality in all that. Got so it. you need to go... Somewhere you need to—I don't know—even when you're following somebody or whatever, then giving classes, take those classes, learn from people that already are Mm -hmm. into this for years, you know, from all the techniques and knowledge. Then bring it and craft something else that saves you. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. That's tip number one. Mm -hmm. Tip number two: you need to put money into a certain thing that you want to do. If you want to make, you know, a name for yourself, start a brand that you want to gain from in the long run you also need to put good amount of money invest in it uh someone like me i didn't have an investor i went to like seven online banks and i was rejected and my mom literally put out thousands of euros down for me like you know what i love you my daughter but it was shout out to my mom she's the greatest ever and she's like this is the money i'm entrusting you with i believe in your craft you my daughter i love you go do this so my mom actually invested me to be even bigger than what i used to be so have someone invest in you even if the government or the bank turns your back away from you do not give up even if you have to take like a five month break just to work out the money and put it together yeah. still do that but trust me <laughs> tfp will last forever you need to put money into what you Got want it. for a long run it's gonna deliver as well and uh last tip but not the least Creativity is something that when we start being when we start a brand, the first year was so good at it, and the second to third year we lost it. It's like we 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 you you like you start getting influenced by Instagram posts. You start getting influenced by that blogger. You start you know you start looking so many things online that shifts what you started to do at the first place, and you start going into that circle of copying what mm-hmm. is trending now. Mm. So many brands lose focus by doing this. Yeah. It's fine to look at different designers from Nigeria or whatever, look at different creative stuff, yeah. but you need to, need to always stay true to your craft. That signature that says this is who I am. Some people that I follow, I'm like, I don't need to see much. If I see one piece of them anywhere, I know, oh, this is this person. Like, you need to have that signature and don't lose it. No matter what is in the fashion or whatever, yes, you can take part of that, but you can't lose your way in that because then you just end up copying, copying everything to get attention of everything and then you just lose yourself. So don't lose yourself. Stay creative and always, always leave your mark.
1: Always leave your mark. (laughs) Always leave your mark. (laughs) On that note, do you have any last shout out?
0: Uh, shout out to my mom, Emilia. Bye. She is my rock. She is. She is. She, my mom is like so amazing. Seriously. Um, I didn't grow up with my mom, so when I came to Europe, I had to start getting to know who she was. So it was kind of difficult at first, but now she is just amazing. Shout out to my stepdad as well. Mm-hmm. He's been such a pillar of love in our family. This guy has a good heart. Shout out to Wim van der Stelt when i was down in my two years break you gave me a break so thank you so much thank you thank you thank you Shout out to Miss Abba (laughs) for having me here. And by the way, guys, we have a project together. Yeah. Coming out next year. Yeah. Like how better way to start your year though? I know. This is like this is like a boost of 219. You don't want to miss it, definitely. Wonderful design. So yeah, of course. And shout out to like everyone out there on Instagram on Snapchat, on Facebook, on Pinterest, on whatever platform that's supporting me, tweeting about me, you know, hashtagging me, putting me on the blog. Thank you so much because you guys have really helped a lot. And to everyone that ever called me to give me a gig, shout out to you because you're awesome.
1: Shout out to them all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, thank you so much, uh, Mary, for coming here, uh, being at the show to talk about, you know, your journey being an entrepreneur and starting fashion where can people find you social media that is also very important
0: um for the now more focus on the face my facebook page Math Couture and my instagram mathcouture underscore mm-hmm. or else if you are not a social media person you can just drop an email at mathcouture at gmail.com it's really that simple That's where to find it. Yeah, definitely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for coming by, Mary. Thank Um, you. Of course, we'll be following you and, you know, the latest that you'll be doing. Ready to spread the word also here at High Radio, in case people are looking for designers. We know who they should contact. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) First, ladies and gentlemen, we're heading on to the break. One of our uh, people, our sponsors, Susie Stoffer. Who sells uh, fabrics? Make sure that you listen to the commercial and then we'll be right back.
0: Ah, Oscar, Say, Say, to my I see a ton of. Hey, in a nomad, This <laughs> stuff in the Holland and Tuma, who don't need Nebby Abigasso, a bit is a super wax, Java print, Osikeni, Holland wax and Ketuania Kessi, Kente Prince, Mabawaru tree, Nalazinus or who don't need a hornum, Nibosu, a daform crab. Nakai, Scamania, a coffin, Ninety for someone.